TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Now, we're right back to it. Bitsy and Hart on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Why, right now, one of the college football showcases is on the television box and underway. That's right. The Senior Bowl, brought to you by Reese's, where our friend Jim Nagy frequently joins the airwaves here at WEI and tells us about the many great prospects uh, that are on display in one of the college football all-star games, as you will. That and the East-West Shrine Bowl, which took place just two nights ago and here to tell us about some of the talent that he witnessed uh this week and who patriots fans are going to fall in love with only to probably watch go to rivals would be of course joining us on the harbor one hotline the one and only mike cadlick from weei.com uh how has this information overload download senior bowl shrine bowl talent consumption fest gone for you so far this week mike uh, there is a lot to take in, um, obviously split up between two weeks. I forget if last year, um, if they were on different weeks or if I just paid more attention to the shrine bowl because the Patriots were coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of guys to obviously look forward to. Um, you try and look at it from a Patriots lens, but you also kind of just look at talent in general. Like, like when me and Andy did our, um, our one-off Wednesday episode of Six Rings, we were we kind of start talking about defenders, or I tried to you know put it in because there's there's some good talent out there when you know really what we know is the three big holes here are quarterback, wide receiver, and tackle, and so um, like you said, a lot of information overload, but we'll we'll try and cover as much as possible uh, you know as we as we get towards the draft here. So speaking of um, offense, the week um, one of the Topics du jour, as Rich Keefe would like to call it, (laughs) is Bo Nix struggling this week. The quarterbacks, maybe in general, the top guys struggling a little bit. And then I saw a note today about the balls were slick and that was a problem. And Bo Nix actually came around and his last day of practice was his best. So give me a uh, summary of what you think has gone on with the quarterbacks and in particular Bo Nix this week. Yeah, uh, I mean... To be to tell you the truth, I think the balls being slick is a load of garbage as far as an excuse Ooh. thing. Like, Ooh. I mean, I mean, what are we doing here? Like, I, I think about it too. With you know, I remember a couple of years ago they 
we're talking about, you know, Mac Jones not being able to play in the weather. And it's like, well, you kind of need to be able to play in the weather to play quarterback in New England. And, you know, the <laughs> same goes for any football. Like, you have to be able to just grab the ball and throw it. And, they, you know, they like them perfect, and they like them at a certain PSI, and they go through the whole thing. Tom easy, Brady made us well aware of that. When easy. He was We're not going down that road today. <laughs> no, but, I mean, it's true. So you you got to be able to, you know, grab the ball and throw it no matter what the conditions are. Um, as far as the quarterbacks in Mobile, uh, Michael Penix not playing in the game today, but he looked probably like the, the number one guy there um, this week. Also, mm-hmm. Spencer Rattler uh, has really rebounded himself this week. He's a guy who a right, couple years really ago when he Mike. was – Yeah. Yeah. When he, when he was at Oklahoma um, – with Caleb Williams as his backup, he was supposed to be like the next big thing in the pros. There was mock drafts of him being the number one overall pick. Um, obviously he, you know, that he fluttered out there. There was some bad PR around him. Um, and now he, you know, he had a good season in South Carolina and he had a good week this week in mobile and he, he played well um, on her first, on his first couple drives uh, in the game today as well. Um, so he's a guy who has really, you know, done a, done a 180 on on his outlook i guess for the league um the other one bo nix andy you're right he he wasn't great this week he he struggles with accuracy like he, he really doesn't impress me fitzy i know he's one of your guys but um i'm not i'm really not huge on nicks um even as like a second round pick i just i just don't see it um and then joe milton who has the strongest arm one of the stronger arms i've ever seen from a quarterback he had a decent week in practice but uh, and he's from Tennessee, and he yep. uh, he he had a tough tough go of it t- today too. So it, it's never really the top tier quarterbacks at these events. Um, it's sort of your second, third round picks, and you know, just again, it's a showcase for a reason. Um, but that's sort of my my take on the quarterbacks. Is it was Penix and Penix and Rattler really had had the best weeks, I would say. All right, you're hearing it here first. Breaking news, everybody. All the quarterbacks in the 2024 draft stink, and the Patriots should so go So take with the yeah. tackle. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Take yeah, the tackle. Shut up and take the tackle. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny, Mike. Uh, I was saying before you jumped on a few minutes ago, I saw that Zappy was trending on Twitter. So I wanted to see exactly where this came from. No breaking news, nothing you have to surface to the website or anything like that. More just uh, a number of true. conversations. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah, I don't, I I I'm, I can't. I'm a little busy right now to cover it for you as well, and I know you are too. But um, there's yeah, just conversations because it's the East West Shrine Bowl this week, and because the Senior Bowl is going on now about quarterback needy teams and discussions taking place amongst fans online about who looked good this week, who didn't, and if the Patriots will just basically, you know, we don't know which direction they're going to go. There were the conversations that were had this week, like. Does Alex Van Pelt coming back mean that Mac's coming back too? And is that going to be part of his job to rebuild Mac while also grooming the QB of the future? Or will the Patriots just flat out gut the room entirely and go with Jacoby Brissett and two draft picks? Like, could they go RG3 style like the team formerly known as the Redskins did in 2012 where they get a top-flight quarterback, then a mid-round quarterback, and then have a veteran presence in the room as well? Um, I was reading here... uh, Ryan Fowler said that uh, Keaton Slovis um, from BYU has spent a lot of time oh, yeah. around the Patriots this week. He played at Pitt and USC, so he's like a one of those multi. That was my boy. I loved him at USC. Really? I bet him to win the Heisman like four years ago. It didn't pan out. <laughs> Slovis. But I there like him. Go. I liked him when he was a Trojan. Yeah. 
Uh, and so what? So anyone else like are there any under the radar guys like a Slovis or someone else uh, who may have jumped out to you this week as well? I mean, I know I, like many, watched maybe for five minutes and saw Lad McConkey just basically cook everyone on a route and said, OK, yeah. I'll just grab the Mike Cadillac Patriot SpongeBob reaction <laughs> picture and point to that. But there's no. zero chance they'll take him. So give me some of the other guys that jumped out this week to you. So I, I love McConkey, um, and I like Roman Wilson, the wide receiver from from Michigan too. He was good hands on that who, kid. Yeah, yeah, good, good hands, rangy, um, like a not necessarily a huge like separator like McConkey is, but like a crisp route runner who just you know gets himself open. Who I, I mean that impressed me from from what I saw from him in Mobile. Um, I mean Slovis didn't have a great week. We talked about that with Kyrie Thompson uh, earlier this week from from the Shrine Bowl. Um, but, like, looking at the quarterbacks in general, and you mentioned the whole Alex Van Pelt thing, and I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit more in a second. I mean, there's obviously pros and cons with that hire. Um, one of the pros is what you mentioned, Fitzy. It's the fact that he's worked with quarterbacks before, and uh, he sort of, um, you know, is that he played quarterback in the league too, so he knows what it's like through a lens uh, of, the, of the signal caller. So uh, I don't really... I mean, as much as we can sit here and talk about some under-the-radar quarterbacks, like, I still think we have to look at the top-tier guys in, you know, Williams, May, and Daniels because Ian Rappaport talked about it yesterday on NFL Network saying that um, Van Pelt is going to have a hand in what they do at the top of the draft and sort of, maybe not at the top of the draft, but developing that next quarterback. So, that sort of needs to be the focus, I think. I don't think they should take a tackle. I don't even know if they should take Marvin Harrison. Uh, it's going to depend. Again, we're talking about this, and it just turned into February. But um, right now, long story short, I look at, you know, you need to look at these top-tier quarterbacks. Uh, and then from there, people who stand out at these bowls should be, you know, your your second, your third-round picks. Guys like, you know, the tackles like Tyler Guyton, who was, me and Andy talked about this week. Um mm. Again, those those wide receivers, your Wilsons, your McConkeys. Like, I don't know if they'll bring in a guy like Lad McConkey, but I'm looking at, um, you know, again, quarterback at the top and everything else at the bottom because it's the number one position. You have a guy in here who's worked at the position before, so um, let's sort of develop that next guy and then use those two, three, four, five rounds for for your your filler uh, filler positions. So, big picture question, and but I'm going to have a specific example here because you just mentioned my guy Guyton, who we talked about on the yeah. one-off. And I've read that he didn't have a great week in practice, looked a little raw hand placement technique, which is not surprising. He's sort of a developmental guy with freakish upside. I take that as a positive because coming in, I saw rumblings like, oh, this guy could go in the top 16 picks in the draft. Well, yeah. maybe a bad senior bowl week drops him to, hey, uh, 34, let's say, for the Patriots. Yeah, right. So, do you where do you put the senior bowl in terms of a guy like that that has either a good or a bad week in terms of the value along the road here to get to the draft? Is it is this like a twenty percent share and then the combine's another twenty and then you already had sixty percent from their playing? Like how valuable is this week in this game to increase or decrease a player's stock? Yeah, it's a good question and I think it's you know, it really goes position by position, person by person, right? Like, you know, you, you when uh, you and Gresh talked with uh, Jim Nagy about this a few weeks ago, he was talking about how, you know, they really thought they had Jaden Daniels coming to this thing. 
Uh, and then he goes out and wins the Heisman, and his stock is sky high. And now he doesn't even need to go to the Senior Bowl because he has right. nothing, you know, more to prove. And he also not only does he have nothing more to prove, but he also doesn't want to plummet his stock by going out there and having a bad week. So um, it also happens with the co- the combine, right, where guys won't run or guys won't throw because they're either going to run at their pro day or they don't want the number out there or they're just going to throw at the pro day because they have their receivers and it's not guys that they never worked with. So it's all very calculated from each, you know, each player's camp. Um, look, I think uh, Michael Penix this week practiced all week and he decided not to play today. So um, mm. you, you wonder if that's a, a calculated thing where, oh, okay, you don't want to go out there. You don't want to get hurt. A guy who's tore two ACLs in the past. Um, or if it's just, uh, well, I did my time and now I'm in a bounce. So, I mean, Roman Wilson, who we talked about, practiced twice and he got out of there. Um, so it it is interesting, and I really do think it's player by player. Um, I don't think, personally, when I look at it, like I don't think it can hurt you to go out there and you know just play football because it shows that you want to play football. Um, now, granted, if Bo Nix were to throw four interceptions, just gonna say, today, you, gonna... my God, talk about the Bo Nix principle. The guy, like somebody snaps a football to someone else, and Bo Nix appears like Beetlejuice, like you rang. <laughs> well, right, that's the thing. It's like it, it's. You know, it's tough to knock a guy for going to play, but it's also, you know, don't go out there and throw through interception. So it's, you know, it, it's not perfect. It, it's hard to, you know, calculate what these guys should or shouldn't do. Um, but, you know, lo- long story short, I think it's it's a piece of that pie. It's a piece of the portfolio um, that these teams ultimately look at before, you know, before draft day in April. Mike Cadlick, our beat reporter at WEEI and WEEI.com for the New England Patriots, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. All right, Mike, your initial reaction to the Alex Van Pelt hiring. I'm trying to be more positive about it. I'm looking forward yep. to the idea that we have someone who's actually done it before. I'm uh, kind of trying to give him the hope to the idea he's played the position, he's coached the position, he's been around a number of different offenses. Others will say it's a uh-huh. retread hire. There's nothing sexy. There's nothing exciting. We wanted Shanahan. We wanted McVeigh. We wanted new progressive. If it was going to be something like this, you should have just given us McDaniels. The reactions have been wide ranging and have been coming in fast and mostly furious. How do you feel about the hire? <laughs> Andy's going to love my answer to this one. Yep. I'm kind of on the I'm kind of on the fence. Oh, of course you are. That's it. Come Hang on. up on him. He's never a welcome back. That's it. Jesus. So, all right. So there, there <laughs> Has are. Andy there's, taught there's you really, nothing. <laughs> there, there are positives and negatives to both of this. Oh my god! Um, With everything I in mean, life, there's pros and cons. What are you oh doing? My god. Do, you, do you work in HR? Or are you the beat guy? Come on. <laughs> no. All right. I do. I lean towards it being a positive. Um, of course, so you I'll go do. with the positive. Uh, <laughs> what do you want? Tell me what you want. I'll, I'll lean more towards the positive. Uh, to start this thing off, and here's why. Um, and it's exactly what you mentioned, Fitzy. It's the fact that he has worked with quarterbacks before, and he's been a quarterback in the league, and so he knows what make those, makes those guys tick. Um, and it's not a guy who uh, – you talk about a retread. Yes, it is a retread, but it's also a guy who you know isn't going to bolt for a head coaching job in two years because that's never really been you know his forte. Maybe it's because he hasn't been that good. But yep. um, it's – it's also not like it's not like Zach Robinson, right? Who obviously we all wanted Zach Robinson here, but he comes in, he runs the system, he excels, and he leaves in two years, and he got to rejolt the whole thing again. Where if Van Pelt can, you know, work with 
the front office, they bring in a guy, whether it's Drake May or, or whoever, call it Drake May for, for now, right? Um, and they get to work together for the next five, ten years, and maybe Van Pelt stays for a lot longer because he's 53, and he, uh, he doesn't, again, go take a coach. Even if it's five years, right, they build something, and he's not going to bolt in two years. So um, I, I really do like – because if it was Nick Cayley – um, Kaylee's never worked with quarterbacks. He's worked with tight ends, and that's that's pretty much it. So then you were going to have to bring in a quarterbacks coach, and maybe they're not on the same complete same page as the OC. So I do like the fact that the offensive coordinator is a quarterbacks guy. So that's my positive spin on it. Uh, the negatives, I mean, it, it's obvious he was just fired in Cleveland uh, because they didn't, you know, they wanted to go in a different direction. Whether that's a new age modern direction, which I know Andy loves those buzzwords about mm. the offense, but yeah. um, they wanted, they did. They wanted to go into a different direction, so he, he was canned in Cleveland that last year, but he didn't do a bad job. They worked with four or five starting quarterbacks. Um, five, yeah. Obviously, Joe Flacco comes in, and they end up going to the playoffs and, um, you know, doing their whole thing. So that's, but the, again, the negatives, he was just fired. He, he's been sort of a retread. He's been around the block. He's, um, you know, been an OC before, but what I just talked about, about being a head coach, he hasn't really made that next jump yet. So you wonder what his ceiling is and if it's just kind of a guy who's just going to, you know, come in here and, and wait around and not really do anything and then have to have to go. So um, I do, though, I lean more positive strictly because of the fact that he has the co- the quarterback experience and that is really the number one need around here is, you know, bringing in and developing that next quarterback. Well, I'd let Andy bite your head off and give you the business more, but we're already, quote, up against it and then some here. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Yeah, that's the excuse why. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, You can hear more from Mike when he joins Andy, sometimes myself and others, on Wednesdays on the one-off Wednesday edition of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast. He joins us on the broadcast side, occasionally filling in for your old pals Fitzy and Hart on the Rich Keefe show. He's all over the place. He's got a little bit of something to offer. Stay tuned at Mike Cadlick on the Twitter machine as well, and you can read him at WEI.com. I'm sure there'll be more talk about who's shown brightest at the Senior Bowl and the Shrine Bowl and which draft crushes you should fall in love with, only to see them end up with the Jets, the Vikings, or the Cardinals sometime soon. Mike, thanks for the time as always, and uh, anytime Andy pushes this way, you make sure you push back and you stay in your lane and stay positive, guy. Yeah, You got it, fellas. Thanks for having me. Have a good weekend. Thanks for jumping in. Uh, Wait, did he not have pickles last night? I didn't get a chance to ask him. I didn't see it on my Twitter feed. Was it not pickle pizza Friday? It's I thought well it's always pizza Friday. I didn't see I gotta I gotta check his timeline actually. I just realized that I didn't see the the usual Friday pizza tweet. There's usually he always tweets out it's pizza Friday. Yeah, I, 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 I missed it. Wait, was that know. not Mike Catholic? Was that an impersonator? No, Joe AI Joe Braverman, who did you book? <laughs> <laughs> That's when I that like that time I tried to make uh, alternate uh, pronunciations for tweet and said a word you're not allowed to say on the radio. <laughs> My stomach hurts. <laughs> I know what you meant there, Joe, but the way you walked careful. into that one. <laughs> careful. <laughs> we have enough people coming at us oh, these days. Joe, show at the station. Joe, with... Joe. All right. Joe. Six Transposing letters can get you in trouble. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. That was just the laugh I needed. All right, 617-779-7937. Jesus. <laughs> oh, even he can't help us now. Oh, All right, wow. here is Bo Draverman with <laughs> What's Trending Now. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Right, I'm dropping in now. you got to be professional for this trending update. No Bruins until Tuesday. 
but they are well represented at the All-Star Game, which will take place in just a couple of hours, actually less than an hour. It's the first game, head coach Jim Montgomery will be coaching Team Matthews, Jeremy Swayman, will be the goaltender, one of the two for Team McKinnon, and David Pasternak will be on the line as part of Team McDavid. Some other news going around the NHL. The league announced yesterday that players will be able to participate in the 2026 Olympics, which will take place in Italy. Players hadn't been able to compete since the Sochi Olympics back in 2014, and also Commissioner Gary Bettman added that there will be a four-team mid-season tournament beginning in 2025 called the Four Nations Face-Off. Celtics will return to the TD Garden floor tomorrow evening when they welcome the Memphis Grizzlies to town. This will be the first visit from former Celtics guard Marcus Smart since being traded in the offseason. However, Smart remains out as he deals with a severe right ring finger injury. We're getting more information about the return of Theo Epstein to the Red Sox. Mass Live's Chris Cattillo reports that Fenway Sports Group brought Epstein in as a senior advisor due to ownership, privately acknowledging that they have at times not given the club the attention it has deserved in recent years. And this breaking in the NFL from Adam Schefter, former Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury officially pulled out of the offensive coordinator job with the Raiders, and all like all signs are pointing to him becoming the offensive coordinator of the Washington Commanders. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WEI and WEI.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device, credit, service, ported, 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. I feel better about it. No insult to Nick Cayley. I feel better about it than I would have if it was Nick Cayley. Um, Alex Van Pelt has been a coordinator, as you said, for Cleveland since 2020. He cycled through a number of different quarterbacks, including this year Joe Flacco, bringing him in off the street. And yes, he's a very experienced quarterback, but you still have to get him up to speed. They cycled through Deshaun Watson down to backup quarterbacks and got them ready to go. See, who are the five quarterbacks that Alex Van Pelt had to work with this year? It was Deshaun Watson. Yep. Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Yep. Uh, P.J. Walker. Yep. Joe Flacco. Who's the fifth? Another guy. Oh, A.G.? He's, oh, he's something else. Yeah. A.G. for A.V.P. Uh, that was Tom E. Curran from NBC Sports Boston. Speaking positively of the new coordinator for the New England Patriots on offense, Alex Van Pelt. I do not mm. believe that Mr. Curran has any reason to carry the organization's water at that point. Mm. He would, now, see, you think so. Why would that be? What like I wouldn't does, say the organization's water. I just I think Tom Curran has a very good personal. Re, he works. He, I mean, Gerard Mayo was the co-host of Quicksilence. Like they're buddies. Right. I mean, no, I know no, he's, and, and he's pulling for him. I get it. And he should. 
He should be. It'd be like if, you know, Paul Perillo was the new head coach. I would take everything <laughs> Andy Hart said with a grain of salt. That's my guy. I'm going to Mike Giardi. If he like, that's my guy. You should probably take some of what I say with a grain of salt because I like these people. I'm rooting for them. There's no shame in carrying water for a friend. I think the shame comes when you carry water for somebody who's not a friend. Like we listened earlier to crap sheet carrying water just because <laughs> he's just a bucket. <laughs> Come on. You're too much, guy. You're too much. Um, no, I get it. I see what I see what you're saying. Obviously, he may have a little bit. Well, some may even say bias. May um, he's not bought and sold or bought and paid for in that capacity per se. But he may be rooting because yes, yeah. he's worked with them. They got along. They have a previous a previous relationship as well, and not just media guy covering former linebacker turned coach. I get it. Um, but do you think he would have defended Kaylee or? Robinson or Getze or Kubiak or any of these guys the same way? Well, I mean, I, on TV, or his first response his first response on TV was he thinks Alex Van Pelt is a better hire than Nick Cayley. Mm-hmm. I just disagree. I don't see how you can look at their track records and say that. I mean, I guess if you prioritize age and experience in a league where age and experience are being devalued. And my other issue here is, and I don't blame the Patriots for this, but there was because I don't think the Patriots ever said this, but there was a perception and a narrative that they wanted a young, up-and-coming offensive mind from the McVay-Shanahan tree, right? Like, wasn't that kind of accepted as what they were looking for? Mm-hmm. That's okay. what, well, at least that's what we were following the breadcrumb yeah. trail or the tea exactly. leaves or however you want to describe it. That's what we were led to believe. So if that's true, they didn't get that. Or maybe that's not what they wanted, Andy. Back to what I said in the previous right. hour. Maybe they might have wanted they... a journeyman quarterbacks coach. That may... <laughs> maybe what they were doing was their research. They're, like They wanted to talk to as many people that had some association with that, that had worked or come up in that scheme and system, see if that's what fit for them or if that's what they wanted. And then ultimately they decided the best course of action is to go with Someone who's done it before, who has a little bit more experience. And oh, or Josh McDaniels. Maybe what I heard, what which was, he was the only guy who said yes to the dress. You don't think Josh McDaniels would have said yes? And I don't know if he would have. I'm just, I, I think he probably would have. I mean, he's I, collecting a paycheck from the Raiders for the next three more years? Four more years? I forget what it is. Um, so I... That's my. I think that's one of the problems I have here. So Alex Van Pelt was not what we were told they were looking for in terms of young McVay, Shanahan, tree, go-getter, up-and-comer, new age, blah, blah, blah. But he's also not nearly as experienced or accomplished as Josh McDaniels. So how should he be at the top of any list regardless of what you were looking for? Yeah, that's why I'm still just as surprised that he came from absolutely out of nowhere, just absolutely out of nowhere to to land the job. I mean, I didn't even know he was interviewing. I don't think a lot of us did. Then all of a sudden, I don't think he wait knew a until they called. Until like, he's like, wait, um, you know, hey, this is Alex Van called, Pelt, right? Yeah, not, Alex, not, when we called you to see, uh, you know, if you were interested in the in uh, talking to us about the gig, well, turns out you got it. Uh, <laughs> okay. I bet right, you he thanks. was as surprised as anyone. A couple little notes. I'm not sure exactly to what extent Joe covered it in the trending, but um, no more. No. Uh, let's see. Kingsbury will be the new OC with the New Orleans. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Kubiak, Clint Kubiak, son of Gary, will be the new offensive coordinator with the Saints. So they are going for something different uh, and progressive, if you will, as the kids like to say. Whereas the old Kingsbury 
withdrew himself from consideration for the job Colin plays for the Raiders. Uh, Breer said it was a contractual hang-up. Um, and now the commanders are among the teams that are swooping in and trying to hire him. Um, that would be interesting going to with Dan Quinn down there as the offensive coordinator, which could put Eric Bieniemy obviously now on the open market as well. So I take the him. Patriots didn't want to talk to him. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. Like that's the that's the one of all the different possible offensive coordinator, uh, all the different possible offensive coordinator candidates, interviews, or potential, you know, hires that they could have made. Why not speak to Bieniemy? I mean. Worked with Mahomes, knows a lot about Reed, did a pretty good job last year working, doing what he could with that offense and the dysfunctional mess that was. Here's the thing, though. Do you remember the, the story team. earlier in the year about how the locker room felt disconnected with the enemy? Yeah, and I uh, think that's, that's because he was hard answer. on them. Right. Man. But that, well, your new coach teaches from a place of love. Your, two, your new coach deals with wan-wans in different ways than the old wan-wans would have. Like, this is, and I, that could be an issue. He's a, he's a bit of a hardo, hard-ass, uh, old-school mentality. And that's not, you know, this is a place where love, love is in the air in Foxborough. It's all about love these days. Peace, love, and happiness, man. What? Thank now you, Bob Marley. Yeah. <laughs> a new movie coming out. You see that? You know what? Yes, he does. And uh, we all can't wait to see it. Peace, love, happiness. And of course, Andy, you can't get into the postseason football talking more without peace, love, and snacks. And I would like to remind everyone. <laughs> It was a seamless professional transition. Well done. It was so obvious. I don't know why I didn't see it. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Braverman threw us off the rails, and I don't anticipate we're going to get back on them anytime soon. You know what? I really don't want to because this is just the kind of show and day we all need. WEI's coverage of the football postseason is brought to you by Wise Snacks. No one does crunchy, salty, or cheesy better than Wise Snacks. Now, I would say... No one does salty better than Andy Hart, and no one does cheesy better than Nick Fitzy Stevens. But then again, we also don't make dipsy doodles, cheesy puffs, and more. So, Wise Snacks, thank you very much for sponsoring WEEI's coverage of the football postseason. And we got a lot coming up in the next week plus that you guys are not going to want to miss. Over the next week and a half on the Six Rings podcast, we'll be joined by Mike Lombardi to catch up on all things NFL, Mahomes, Chiefs, Patriots, Belichick, and more in a week and a half's time. Jeff Benedict, author of The Dynasty, which is set to be released in 13 days as a five-night, ten-part docu-series from Apple TV+. Plus, will join me and Andy for an exclusive one-hour Facebook Live and podcast, which we can't wait for. We have many copies of the books to give away as well in the coming weeks, so stay tuned for that. And next Sunday, quite frankly, maybe the most electric three hours in all of FM football sports radio that's ever been broadcast, recorded, and consumed. That'll be WEEI's Big Game Brunch next Sunday from 8A to 11A. It's Fitzy. It's Hart. It's Keefe. It's Shime. It's Donuts. It's Bloody Marys. It's Coffee. It's Casserole. And it's not anything more than three hours of the, all of us getting together for a breakfast, a brunch, and Super Bowl talk. Don't miss Lock it in right now. Set your calendars, your alarms. Tell Siri and Google and Alexa and everyone to program it right now. Clear the calendar and get ready, Andy. It is going to be absolutely spectacular. All right, let's clean the deck for any other things. We talked a lot of Red Sox today. Oh, I wanted to add uh, the Bill O'Brien to Boston College to be head coach. Mm. Um, 
At first, I saw a lot of hand-wringing and harumphing about the idea, like, well, he's already agreed to the job with Ohio State. There's no way he could possibly do this. That's wrong, isn't it? How could you agree to one job? I'm not sure if he signed a contract or if it was just a verbal agreement, uh, and then bail. I know, you know, Bill Belichick would be like, well, you just write down on a napkin you don't want to do this job anymore and hand it to somebody. Um, How do you sort of, like, make sense of all this, and do you think it's going to happen sometime soon? Um, I'd love to see him stick around the area, if I may just add author's note. So would he. Um, He wants to live here. He wants to be here. Obviously, it didn't work out the way he probably expected and projected uh, with the Patriots this last year. Um, I don't know who their other candidates are. I know there were reports that there were a lot of interviews going on. They're obviously scrambling. It's you don't see a power five job open at this point in the process all too often. So I think those unique circumstances um, probably open the door for him to kind of turn his back on Ohio State. I mean, I'm sure they won't be happy down there, the Buckeyes. But it's also, I mean, Bill Belichick did it. Josh McDaniels did it. Some of the people he's been around have done this. Circumstances on the chain. This is a weird situation. It's a really weird situation where a job comes available in February because Jeff Halfley turned his back on BC to go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bill O'Brien has had his eye on this job for a long time. I think he has – it's weird to say that, that Bill O'Brien, who coached Penn State at Alabama, head coach in the NFL, had his eye on a job at Boston College, but I think he has. And some of it's location in Massachusetts, and and, and I don't know if this is maybe one of his last jobs, like so he doesn't really care what people think, um, if this is right for him and right for his family, and BC thinks it's right for them. Maybe he signs like a 10-year deal, and you go, you know what? Nobody's leaving us anymore. We got our coach. He used mm-hmm. to be Penn State's coach. He used to be at Alabama. This is the best guy for Boston College. This is the best place for Bill O'Brien. So I think you can make a strong argument that this is a strange situation, um, that, yes, some of the details and, and the way it plays out is weird, but it might be the best thing for everybody involved. I, I agree. It's I, I bet if he knew that Halfley was going to be jumping ship, right. at some point he probably would not have gone through the the whole routine with Ohio State and having to make uh, make sense uh, or try to make a clean extraction uh, out of an awkward situation at this point, uh, but it it always makes sense. Everyone knew that he's you know he's got the ties up here. He didn't want to go anywhere. The, what, taking the job last year wasn't just getting out of Alabama. It was coming home and hope, hopefully yep. finding a spot he could belong forever. It makes all the sense in the world. Personally, I'll be a Billy O fan. I'm sorry that it didn't work out last year at all in so many ways, and I'm sure he feels the same. But we're moving on, and I'll I'll be a fan of his, and I'll root for him. And I I do think he would he's the best candidate for the job, and I think he can restore the some of the luster, some of the power, some of the name to BC. The college football landscape is so weird, so wild, so shaken up, so so muddy right now. Couldn't in a lot of ways, Bill O'Brien with uh, some good recruiting, a couple of local backers, a little NIL action, and some transfer portal work get this team uh, you know, up and running some t- uh, pretty quickly, rather? Well, I want to be careful because I think uh, the Heights is still a tough place to do business as the head football coach. Okay. Um, the financial landscape, I think ch- things are going to change dramatically in the coming years. They have to rein some of this in. I mean, you got Chip Kelly trying to get out of UCLA. you got Chip Kelly talking about taking either NFL offensive coordinator jobs or offensive coordinator jobs at other schools. There's a rumor slash report that Chip Kelly's interested in going to Iowa to be the offensive coordinator. He's the head coach at UCLA. Like, what is going on in college football? So, um, 
I want to be careful putting too much pressure on Bill O'Brien, but I do. if you look at his resume, what he's done, and people mm-hmm. forget this guy was an offensive coordinator at Georgia Tech back in the day. Like He has paid his college dues as much as his pro dues. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Bowls, Tom Brady, recruiting, local guy, fire, energy, stand-up nature, what he did at Penn State behind the scenes. I mean, BC is really fortunate if Bill O'Brien is interested in that job because they're not going to get a better candidate. And again, a little bit like we said about Van Pelt, I don't think Billy O would be looking at it as a stepping stone job. Billy O, I think, would be looking at it as this program is going to be about Bill O'Brien for maybe the rest of my coaching career. And Boston College would be so lucky to have him. Yep. I couldn't agree more. And lastly, uh, just cleaning up the other news notes and nuggets, the Kraft sent out a season ticket member letter this week. <laughs> I don't even know if I can read that one anymore, although I do have a um, – uh, also there was uh, – oh, geez, where is this? Um so we got we got that uh, the, you know biggest draft they're committed more than ever to it's, I feel like I've read this before okay I appreciate that but you know the results will speak for themselves Doc is can, cheap I don't know if I can read any more letters and uh, Patriots tickets aren't until the end of the season no. um, oh come Steve on Steve Belichick Keep interviewing shot. with Vinny Sanceri out in Washington possibly could be joining Jed Fish's staff which means yep. the assistant head coach position could still be wide open unlike most Patriots receivers last year what do you think about that. So I think it's a great idea for Steve Belichick to go out, branch out on his own, but with a familiar face in Jed Fish. And who knows? Maybe maybe Steve Belichick, who the one issue we've always heard is that he, he's not real comfortable standing in, fr- in front of a room of men. Remember that was the whole idea, like mm-hmm. Gerard Mayo runs the meetings, but Steve Belichick calls the plays, runs the defense on game day. Well, maybe he'd be more comfortable talking to college kids, to 18, 19, 20-year-old young men maybe his future is in the college game down the road so at least getting a taste of that with jed fish who's done a nice job since leaving new england went Mm -hmm. to uh arizona and and did a good job there i i like that move for steve belichick i i think that's a really interesting opportunity for him and you just said it if he's not going to be the assistant head coach well then maybe josh mcdaniels can be the assistant head coach and you can get me to be somewhat more happy and upbeat about the offense and avp then I would feel like the new offensive coordinator's legs are being cut out from under him immediately once again. But at the same time, we could use a lot of bright minds around here to help turn things around. So, okay. All right. Collaboration. Collab- the C word. Remember last year oh, we talked about the C word? It Gerard was competency. about it. Now well, it's competen- a different C Competence word. was last year's C word. Yes. Andy. We have a new C word. Collaboration. Collaboration is what is going on in Patriot Nation. Uh, We will be back in just a moment to wrap things up and put a bow on this puppy. Uh, The Travis Thomas experience is coming up shortly after our program, so you're not going to want to go anywhere for more great energy Boston sports talk and beyond. When we come back, uh, a letter I do want to share with you all, and then a quick memory 22 years ago today when things on the Boston sports landscape and life as a Patriots fan changed forever. It's Fitzy and Hart wrapping it up. Don't go anywhere. Warner lost it. And Ricky Score. Here comes the blitz, and here's Brady. He dumps it to Wiggins down to the 30, and now no question about it. They are in range. Brady are important if he makes it, and it's right down the pipe. Adam Vinatieri. No time on the clock, and the Patriots have won Super Bowl 36.
some of the highlights from the Fox TV broadcast of Super Bowl 36 when 22 years ago, 22 years ago today, the New England Patriots, 14-point underdogs against a team they had gone toe-to-toe with just two and a half months prior at the long-since-now-defunct Foxborough Stadium. Some still call it Schaefer. Maybe some even remember it as Sullivan. They had lost 24-17 in November to the Los Angeles Rams to go 5-5. Five and five. Mike Martz said, watch out, that's a pretty good team over there. Don't be surprised if we see him again. They sure did, and before that game began, Ricky Prohl told NFL Films, tonight a dynasty is born. He just had no idea that it was the other team that would become the dynasty. What a game, what a memory. Uh, The summer all call, as Pat was probably well past his broadcasting prime, lacks all of the local joy uh, and celebratory glee that came with Gil Santos and Gino Capaletti, my favorite broadcast team forever and ever and ever. Um Andy, I saw you tweet out something earlier. Were you on the sidelines for that game? Yes. Wow. What was that like? Honestly, I mean, I'm like, that was pretty cool. Not, pretty yeah, cool. <laughs> I imagine it was pretty cool. Yeah. Could you believe what you were seeing live in person? Like, could you believe it was playing out the way it did? No. And you you remember remember the um, Tabucky got called back. There was like a scoop and score uh, that also McGinnis got called destroyed. Back. Uh, yeah. Didn't McGinnis destroy Falk and then yep. Tabucky returned at ninety five? Yeah. Um, that was like disbelief, that whole thing. Like that was so the Ty Law play, awesome, obviously, electric. And then the Tabucky play, but then the D- Tabucky play gets wiped out and you're just riding like this weird energy of emotional up and down on the sideline mm-hmm. and it got a little hairy there at the end. But um obviously just a, a very cool uh cool moment. Yeah, it spectacular. My favorite over. part of that story is I had to go to the bathroom before <laughs> halftime. So I, I was run. You like these stories. Um, I was running down the tunnel to turn the corner where I knew the bathroom was. And you know who I almost quite literally ran over on the way to the bathroom? Bon Jovi. Uh, you were very, very close. Sound that out a little differently. Think of who the halftime show was. Bono? Oh, Bono. Bono. You're kidding. I may ha- If I had made contact and run him over, maybe he doesn't get to come out for what is arguably one of the greatest <laughs> halftimes in history. I could oh, have sent great, him to the hospital. No, inarguably the greatest. And you would have been the world's hatest person. Most hated world's person. World's hatest person. Stop Joe, saying I am on a things. roll this year. Joe, honestly, you and words just not working out well today. No. That's fine. No big deal. No big deal. I was great. The unbelievable memory. That is truly one of the ultimate New England Patriots fan, Boston sports fan, just NFL fan. Remember where you were in moments. What an upset. What a game. What a kick. And a legend was born, a goat began the journey, and a dynasty truly had been given birth to that night. Uh, mm-hmm. Real quick, I just wanted to share for the sake of laughter on the way out the door. Um, what, my comments viral- were enough? Yeah, replay his comments from earlier. <laughs> this went viral earlier today. This is an actual official release from the Embassy of Japan. What? The Embassy of Japan and the USA Statement. This uh, rap sheet tweeted uh, Instagram this six hours ago, Andy. The Embassy of Japan in the United States is aware of recent media reports concerning the steps Taylor Swift will need to take to travel from Tokyo after her concert February 10th to Las Vegas in time to watch the Kansas City Chiefs play Super Bowl 58. Despite the 12-hour flight and 17-hour time difference, the Embassy can confidently speak now, that's in bold, to say that if she departs Tokyo in the evening after her concert, she should comfortably arrive in Las Vegas before the Super Bowl begins. We know that many people in Japan are excited to experience Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, so we wanted to confirm that anyone concerned can be bold again, fearless, in knowing oh. that this talented performer 
can wow Japanese audiences and still make it to Las Vegas to support the Chiefs when they take the field for the Super Bowl wearing, once again, bold and italics, red. We have reached peak nonsense, everybody. Yeah, thank you, the Ryland Doink. Peak nonsense, and my only comment, the number of people rooting for the 49ers grows by the day. Yeah, they should be careful with Taylor Swift in Japan. Don't they know she's a government, what's it called? FIOP or whatever she, they, oh yeah. She's a she's a political uh, tool weapon. The, there's a whole the maga yep. peeps. The, Psy, yeah. psyop. I, I psyop. That's that's yes. the word. Psyop. Uh, tool tool weapon is also pretty perfect. And on those glorious and well articulated notes, we'll wrap up today. Better than what Joe of, said. Wrap up today's edition of Fifteen Heart. Good job, Joe Braverman. Good job, Andy. Good job. Thank you very much to Brad Foe and Mike Cadlick who joined us today, and you, the great callers and listeners of WEI. Don't you go anywhere. Travis Thomas with his Travis Thomas experience is coming your way for the next three hours on Boston Sports Original WEI. See you, everybody. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my word. Podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.